Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rebecca, and it's Black History Month at Gals Guide. I'm joined by Bonnie, Kim, and Eden talking about our one cool thing about Black History Month. Bonnie already talked about Kara Walker, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So I am going to ask everybody, and then I'll answer at the end or at the beginning or however we end up working it out. Uh, what is a travel destination featuring Black history that you would recommend or that you would like to visit? And if everyone needs time, I can answer. It looks like Eden has her place already. (laughs) She's like, oh, I'm going to go. Okay. So um, I love everything French, which is why I married a French guy. But I've always wanted to visit uh, New Orleans. Um, All of it, including the French Quarter. Um, I find that New Orleans, I think Louisiana history is incredibly fascinating. And uh, New Orleans specifically is very fascinating. There was a time uh, before the Civil War when um, people of African descent outnumbered people of European descent, like, I don't know, three out of four people were of African descent. Uh, So you know they like three to one kind of thing um and i find that really fascinating because a lot of most of them were not servants they were not slaves they were free people Uh, most of them had moved to to uh, louisiana from haiti so i just find everything about new orleans really really fascinating oh absolutely Bonnie, do you have a place in mind? Oh, I have three. <laughs> oh, go for it. <laughs> I really want to visit uh, the new, um, the African American History Museum in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And the uh, lynching memorial. Mm-hmm. And um, part of, I can never remember if it's Monticello or Monticello. They've Monticello. made the, for uh, Sally, her part of the tour is now mandatory. And I just read an article, but they were pretty much suggesting that Sally become the first lady because Thomas Jefferson's wife had died like 10 years before he was even president. And she fathered several of his kids during while he was president. So that would make sense. She should count as first lady. Absolutely. Um, well, I had that in mind, actually, the, the African-American <laughs> History Museum. Yeah. But um, something I, I was looking up, uh, the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum mm. sounds very fascinating. I've never been to Mississippi also, but it, um, it's a civil rights museum, and it explores how Mississippi often served as a prime organizing ground for the movements in uh, 1960s. So it was showing, uh, I was looking at pictures on that. It has one picture where there's just a, a line of white soldiers or white guys with helmets on I don't know soldiers but um and just a row of people with signs that say I am a man mm-hmm. so um I don't know I think it would be really interesting and uh it <laughs> one of the quotes it says we are shying away from nothing understand where we are today is shaped in every way by where we have come from our past and so yeah I would just kind of piggyback on those I mean all this on um... Amazing. And when um, Eden started talking about New Orleans, I thought she was going to maybe 
So my answer, my first choice would be Paris, because a lot of African Americans went to Paris in the, um, I guess, first half, maybe even later than that, but specific, like, especially in the first half of the 20th century to just kind of get away from racism, considering that there were certain clubs where even though the performers were African American, the only people who could watch them were white people, which is obviously problematic. Um, and so that was something that I found interesting when I was in Paris uh, several years ago. I went to a few jazz clubs and I, I wanted to, even while I was there, I was there more for the music, but I wanted to learn more about the history. And I just looking up online a few minutes ago, there's a lot of tours available for um, like specific to African-American or black history in Paris. And then um, another, and then all the other places you all mentioned, I um, like the African-American History Museum in D.C. Um, sounds amazing, even though I think it's like sold out every day. So I think oh, it's wow. a little tough to get tickets, but That's great. or at least it was when they first opened. And then I knew a lot of people were trying to go there during the, um, the government shutdown because it's one of the museums that is, I believe it's free, but you need government needs to be open for it to be open so sadly a lot of like school trips were going around that time and we're missing out but um yeah if I'm ever back in DC that's definitely on the top of my list too so um so I believe it's my turn to talk about my one cool thing and I um I'm gonna kind of keep it short and sweet because I think it's someone a lot of people already know but I'm gonna talk about Nina Simone and um, and I wanted to start with, um, obviously, she's an amazing singer. She was just uh, sworn into the Rock and, Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in 2018. So she's, um, and I, it looks like that was the first time she was nominated, which is surprising because she's been eligible for a long time. Um, she's known for songs like uh, Mississippi Goddamn and Four Women, which are about uh, civil rights era um, things, Mississippi Goddamn about the um, an assassination of a civil rights leader and four women about the um, four girls in the Birmingham bombing at the church. And they, um, but she also sang a lot of other songs. Like she sang a song that the Bee Gees wrote for her. You know, like she's definitely has a range um, of jazz and other um, other types of music. And the way I first found out about her, which I is maybe kind of going to sound weird, but it's also another reason why we need to focus more like we're talking about in our last podcast about women of history and all our other podcasts that we talk about women of history for gals guide is that um i knew of her but the first time i actually heard her music was strangely enough when i was working in the borders about 10 years ago 11 years ago and they were playing her cd remix and reimagine which i definitely recommend to anybody that likes her music and i don't know it was probably pretty popular then but like i said it was like maybe 2006 it was released and it was playing on the um it was just like the featured CD that somebody put in or whatever. And um, so I bought it and then I listened to it over and over and over again. And then I wanted to get, you know, learn more about her um, and her. And she comes up to in a lot of um, civil rights history because of her involvement with that, which I guess a lot of singers and artists were involved with that. But I think that also kind of gets forgotten over time that it's not, you know, they're not just known for their, songs that people know them for it's also you know she was also an activist so but there's also a really good documentary about her that I would recommend called what happened Miss Simone it's on uh, we recently uh, earlier this month posted a list on our website that has um, Bonnie selected several uh, recommended readings and um, and a couple documentaries so that's one of the documentaries that we um, we included was about her oh awesome and um, 
And just like, so a little bit more about her. So I just kind of gave like the big picture, I guess, view. Um, she learned, she was born in 1933 in North Carolina. Uh, she was a musical prodigy on piano and she went to um, Juilliard. So she wasn't, so she was, I guess, not really self-taught. Like that was something, I guess, I don't know why that surprised me about her, but I just found that really fascinating that, that she could have been like a classical, like she could have just probably been okay as being classical pianist other except for you know this little thing called racism and it's harder to get jobs in the 50s if you're not white so um so maybe if today if there was a Nina Simone born she would have been a very famous classical pianist and maybe that's all we you know it would have been um because it looks like she was even denied for certain schools because of um because of her race Oh, wow. And and she um, and at the time it was hard for her to you know find just places that she'd be accepted. So she worked in Atlantic City um, clubs in the fifties, and she took on the name. Um, she wasn't born in Esmeralda, so it's her stage name that she took on while she was playing in clubs. Um, and it was derived from the. Um, it was like her a nickname that her then boyfriend called her. So, and Simone was inspired by French actress. Would, so she's saying, like, I loves you, Porgy, from Porgy and Bess, which probably a lot of people, at least at that time, knew. I don't know how many people this recording, but I that's one I know. And then she also had a lot of popular songs. She did um, Bob Dylan's The Times They Are Changing, The Beatles' Here Comes the Sun. Um, Here Comes the Sun is one of the songs that's remixed on the CD I was mentioning earlier. And then she, um, so she did a lot of covers, but she always would put her own spin on them so that you know wasn't exactly the same and as i mentioned earlier too she did um mississippi goddamn in response to the 63 assassination of medgar evers um she did a lot of other songs that i'm sure at the time were considered somewhat controversial because i'm guessing even then like on the radio they wouldn't want a song that says goddamn in it but you know you do what you gotta do i guess Let's see. And she lived all over the world. She was um, she lived in Liberia, Switzerland, England, and Barbados, and eventually settled in the south of France. So some of her story also reminds me of um, Josephine Baker, who's someone that we've talked about on Gal's Guide before, as um, another woman who was you know involved in the civil rights movement, but was also known as probably an entertainer first, and then later or second as an activist. And most people already knew, you know, unless they knew I was the activist first, I guess, but. For the most part, she's known as an entertainer, um, uh, Josephine Baker, and both of them spent time in France, and both of them had similar um, backgrounds as far as struggles they'd overcome, but they were just different times in, in history. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got. I mean, she's obviously someone, like, it's worth, you know, anyone that wants to know more about her, she's worth doing a Google search, searching for um, her music, if anyone hears this and isn't familiar, she's amazing and that documentary what happened with Simone is also really good there was even controversy there was a biopic about her I guess it did eventually come out but it was pretty controversial because of the uh, skin tone of the actress that was going to play her like they didn't choose an actress with the same skin tone and it I don't know there's a lot of stuff going on with that so I guess it had a very limited release I haven't seen it I've only seen the um the documentary of her but anyway, has anyone seen, like, anyone have any thoughts about um, Nina Simone? Actually, um, I happen to know um, 
one of her nephews. Oh, wow. Um, he, uh, I knew him. So did I get it right? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well the, the interesting thing, I met him um, through, because uh, I'm an actor as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, he was an actor. Uh, and he was married to a ballerina. But um, wow. anyway, um, when, when I asked him about... Uh, growing up in the same family as Nina Simone, he said, you know, I, I never really uh, knew that really much about her uh, because mm-hmm. apparently her family, the, the, the main members of her family were very opposed to her lifestyle and her music. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they were really, really religious or just very conservative or whatever, but she was really very much the black sheep of her family. And so um, she was really kind of, she left home kind of early. Uh, she didn't return home very often. So he, um, his name is Jonathan. He basically said, you know, he didn't really grow up knowing very much about her other than the fact that she'd been kind of shunned from the family and he didn't, he grew up not really understanding what that was about. Um, plus not understanding why a family (laughs) would shun a member you know of its own Mm -hmm. and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until he was an adult and I met him as an adult uh it wasn't until he was an adult that he realized you know who she really was and what she really was up to and um he really continued to be surprised when people found out that he was her nephew they seemed to always know more about her than he did and oh, so, um, you know, here yeah. I am going, oh, my God, can I touch you? You know, and he's like, well, sure, like, whatever. You know, he took it all in stride. But, you know, it's just really fascinating, you know, uh, because uh, I understand that whole thing about not totally getting, you know, what's up with a family member until mm-hmm. you're grown and you go, oh, mm-hmm. I get it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually reading about her while you were talking, and she said, or it said, one of the reasons she changed her name was to disguise herself from her family members because she chose to play the devil's music or the cocktail piano at the nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so she told, she was told by the nightclub that she had to sing to her own accompaniment because they weren't going to do it, and that helped launch her jazz vocalist career. Wow. Yeah. So kind of like the bad things in life kind of help you reach those, like the struggles, you know, can help reach the things that just really take, help you take off. My little two cents of sunshine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely had a lot of adversity that she needed to overcome. And, and yeah, like I couldn't even scratch the surface in like a 10 minute, like that's why I was trying to kind of keep it short. But, um, but again, that documentary goes into it. It goes into some of her. I guess we'll say like issues later in life and was she creative maybe because of, yeah, because of things she had to overcome or would she have been creative without those challenges or would it have been, you know, would it have been the same um, artist that we all know today in 2019? Um, but for some of the things, like I said, like she was a, 
she was like an amazing concert piano player, but the opportunities just weren't there for her at that time, um, which is unfortunate. But again, maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't, we wouldn't have even known about her unless we were really into classical piano music or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's nice that she had a lot of different facets that she was interested in so that so many different people um, from different interests would get to know her in a different way and then find out more Mm -hmm. about her and realize how complex um, and talented she was. Mm -hmm. Did you meet him before or after she passed? Like 2003, I think is when it said she passed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember. It may have been after she passed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think it was. Now, I do remember, and this was definitely after she passed, there was an African-American actress uh, who graduated from Butler Mm -hmm. um, around that same time. And uh, she wrote a play. Um, It was hysterical. Uh, It was a two-woman play. Uh, They kind of played multiple characters. But it basically took place in a beauty shop. And uh, so it was all kind of centered around hair and the black female culture. Uh, but the through line was they were they kept listening to the radio because they were trying to win tickets to see Nina Simone in concert. Oh, cool. And so the the play was written prior to her death, but mm-hmm. it was presented at the Phoenix Theater. After I think she had passed. Oh, wow. But uh, mm. my mother and I went, and there were times when I couldn't breathe. We were laughing so hard. That's awesome. You know, but it was great because you got this little, you know, you get these little history tidbits of, um, you know, about Nina Simone Absolutely. interspersed in all of the, you know, what you learn about the culture of black women. Mm-hmm. So I, but I can't for the life of me remember what the play was called. Yeah, if you think of it, just <laughs> post it on the on the website, and we'll. I'll have to call up Brian Fonseek and ask him what it was yes. called. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like it would be really interesting to maybe just yeah, just to find that script or yeah. do like a reading of it with just just like a one time, just to kind of see how that all played right. out. Um, came together and it's really cool you met her nephew because I was like "Uh, I hope I got it all right because it's been a while since I've seen the documentary so I was just trying to like refresh my memory about it for this podcast and I found a couple I just sent like I posted we'll post it on the website like 10 things about her that um, Rolling Stone rounded up uh, pretty recently but yeah she had some she definitely had some things going on in her life and again it's like is it because of you know is it the artist like does the art make people have certain things they do or say, or are they just already that way and that makes them creative or she's very interesting, um, very interesting person. And, and it's like, she kind of, and it's interesting too, cause it's one of those things like, did she stumble into certain things? Like she was like, this list says she was Malcolm X's neighbor. Like what are the chances mm, wow. of that? Or did she purposefully like want to put herself into I think she purposefully was there. I don't think it was accidental that she was in the um, civil rights movement. But well, he um, lived in Harlem, uh, okay. And uh, I would because he was from New York City, and I'm pretty sure he lived in Harlem. And Harlem was really the the heart of 
right. everything yeah, black. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the Yankee North. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the one place that was kind of a safe yeah. place. Or one of the places, I guess, wasn't the only one. But yeah, New York even, it's, yeah, I think two people think of the North as like, oh, it's the North, there's no racism there. It's like, ooh, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's have a chat about not that. Quite. Like, let's, <laughs> not quite. It's maybe a little more subtle than in the South, but it's it's pretty segregated still, and especially then. All right, I don't have anything more to add about her. Like I said, we'll have a couple things on our website. Um, I know I keep mentioning the documentary, but I definitely think it's a really good like I remember I was so excited when it was available because it was something I'd been like just waiting for for those 10 or more years to just get to know more about her and um other than just kind of piecing it all together by just reading a bunch of articles so yeah because it's not like you see her and it's like her I think her family's in it and they talk um a little bit I think they like the I think the documentary even had like her family I'm pretty sure anyway it had her family's blessing I don't think the biopic did so I think it's um that kind of says something too. Yeah, I like it when they so. involve the the family and friends and people who actually knew the people they're trying to talk about and you know, right? Gather information about. Right, and she wasn't from. I mean, yeah, two thousand. She passed away in two thousand three, like we were saying. So it wasn't that long ago that she was around. So a lot of people would still, you know, know her, remember her, um, and what she was about. But yeah, she's definitely. Definitely one of my favorites, and there are certain songs of hers, like, I hear it, and I just start crying. So, like, uh, so I can't listen to those songs in the car. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, don't do that. Oh, no, this is going <laughs> to this is gonna really upset me. Like, I, I think I even listened, like, I'm trying to think, like, I think I even listened to the CD when I was on my way to take the LSAT, which it's, like, the, that's the most random memory I know, but... <laughs> But I heard, oh but I heard her singing, and this is going to be even like weirder. I heard her singing "I Got Life" from the Hair soundtrack, or whatever that song is called. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And she and I just like I don't know what it was. But it was the stress of because I had to drive to Bloomington from Indianapolis. I don't know if it was the stress of going, knowing I was going to take this like huge exam that was going to last all day, or what it was. But I just like I, I just got super emotional at that song. There are other songs too, like "Wild Is the Wind." I know that's like that's another cover she did, but that's one that. Um, that gets me every time. So, and the seat, and again, like the CD, the remix or imagine is just like her original stuff is really good, but even like other people's takes on her music, it, it's also like, cause they have such a good source material to work with. It, it's, I don't know. It's definitely like in my, probably my top 10 albums. Absolutely. Well, thank you for bringing her to the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I hope you guys all, enjoyed and i have a lot of songs to listen to totally (laughs) yeah there's a lot yeah like like if you digging into jazz a little bit (laughs) yeah like you can go into like her um like if you have pandora or spotify there's like all i mean obviously it's better to pay for music but if you want to just kind of get a a taste of it and then there's a lot of um there's like a select suggested playlist like on the uh, when she was nominated for rock and roll hop fame they have like a playlist that of Oh, cool. Kind of getting to know her music. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, well, if no one has anything else, I'll, uh, that wraps it up for this week. So join us next week as our gal pals share, uh, or as another gal pal shares her one cool thing as Black History Month continues on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.